Hi, mighty one. Thanks for joining for another episode. It's always really appreciated. You know, my dream is to help you create a really wholesome business, a business that feels like your favorite outfit. Your business should let you flourish. It shouldn't make you feel constricted and in pain. There will always be little things you don't like to do in your business. It's normal, but the main bits should be in line with your value and how you are wired. So I hope every guest on this podcast can show you it's possible to do because they have done it. Today, I have invited Lisa Michaud. She's a business coach with a really sunny personality. And you will see we keep giggling. We talk about how a health scare forced her to look into how she was living a life, what was priority, how she changed her mindset to change from what she couldn't do to what she could actually do to make this happen, and the little app she used to set up a really fantastic habit that helps her every day in her business. So keep listening. Hey, hey, you, yes. You. Do you want to feel good and look good? Be safe online in your business? Perfect. That's the place. That's the time. It's another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast. Mighty Ones, new episode with Lisa Michaud today. I've met her and I've been really, really intrigued because she's a mix of really sparkly, warm person and and the energy and the softness at the same time. So I have to let you introduce yourself, Lisa, and then we're going to get into more questions for you. Oh, Pascal, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Lisa Michaud, and I'm a success coach and speaker. I specialize in working with high-achieving women and the odd man who comes my way, and I help them find ways to have it all. You know, there's sometimes there's this rhetoric that we've got to choose between careers or fun life, and I really believe we don't have to. And so I work with people to show them how to have it all. That's something I really like in your message. Like if anyone goes to your Instagram, you can see you take the time to walk, go to the beach, enjoy the sun. And that's a message that's really right up my alley because I like people to, you know, savor the moment and relax and take time and have a business that feels good and then drain them out. And um, I think that's how you started your business because you were really successful before, but you felt totally exhausted and overwhelmed and you had a big scare that was quite the wake-up call. Do you want to talk to us about that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I, you know, flashback about two and a bit years ago, and my husband and I had, we'd just gotten married. We lived in a, I'm, I'm from Vancouver, Canada, by the way, but we, I lived in Northern Canada in a little community called Fort McMurray. And both my husband and I had really intense jobs. We were making multiple six figures each, we had a couple different homes, we had, and we had a home that we really loved. We had great friends. We traveled a lot, and like, life was pretty good. You know, we were happy. And then fast forward a couple months after we got married, and I had a health scare, and I faced the reality that I might only have a year or two left to live. And I remember going home that night and talking to my husband, Troy, and asking him, what, what do you want to do? Or what are we, what's next? And he just looked at me, and he's like, well what do you want to do? 
And the first thing that came into my mind was move to Vancouver. Did you know the city before? Yeah. So I'm originally from Vancouver Island, which is about two hours away by boat. And so I spent my childhood coming to Vancouver and visiting a lot and always loved the city, just loved it. I guess, you know, part of me had sort of kissed that, that idea, that dream goodbye when I moved to this northern community and started a career. And I want to say with air quotes here, like real life started and that dream of being a city dweller just kind of faded away into the distance. And so it was really interesting that in that moment of clarity and, and really big kind of aha, like that, that's, that dream came back to me and was really fresh in my mind. Yeah, because it must have been really scary and really, I can imagine like having your head in a, one of those gigantic <sighs> bell when you, you've got that idea coming like, oh my gosh, like a year, 12 months, that's everything shrinks in front of you. I can imagine the dread. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting that that was the one piece of like laser sharp clarity that just came to me right away. You know, I'm super lucky that I'm not, I end up just being a scare and I'm healthy and I'm happy to be here today. But that was definitely the wake up that I needed to realize that I'd literally been waiting, Pascal, I've been waiting for somebody to say, you're going to die. So go do what you actually want to do. Like, here's the permission. I was waiting for that permission. Mm, really, really tough. But quite often we're so busy, we just rush, rush, rush. And then we need to have that kind of external thing. Otherwise, you know, you're just like this. I don't know if you've read that book from Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits. Yes, one of my favorites. Really striking exercise when you have to imagine your funerals and what every person in your family and network would say. And are you living the way that that could happen? And then you realize quite often there's massive dissonance between the two. And yes. You know, that's, um, that's a difficult exercise I know, for many people, but I think that's quite, quite useful. Yeah. How did you then change everything? <laughs> well, that was kind of that moment of like, all right, you know what? Maybe we're not going to get too crazy. Maybe at least like this is a little bit of a wake up. Maybe we'll just kind of keep things the same. But as, as time kind of rolled on, we were like, no, you know what? Like, let's do this. Let's figure this out. And it was funny when when I was faced with the really no option, you know, like I've only got, let's say I do only have this amount of time, all of a sudden, you know, fears, doubts, resistance, like that just doesn't matter anymore. And it opened up this space of like, okay, I'm no longer going to say it's not possible, but I'm going to start asking, how is it possible? Mm. And um, that was a huge shift for me. For those that don't know, Vancouver, beautiful city, but it's also one of the most expensive in the world. Mm. It is generally when you work our, when you look at income per capita versus housing costs, it's the second most expensive in the world, second wow. only to Hong Kong. So in my mind, I had all these blocks around, you know, well, we can't live there because it's too expensive. Mm. We have houses, we have mortgages. What are we going to do? We have a whole lot of stuff. It's never going to fit in a condo. My husband and I both really did enjoy our jobs, my husband especially, and his job is very tied geographically to the region. And so I just, over time, over years, created this whole list of why we couldn't move there. It was too expensive. We'd never find jobs. We already had houses, like we're too old for this, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, we instead started thinking, well, how is it possible? How could we do it? And all of a sudden, with that mindset, uh, different ideas and uh, options started coming up that we'd never entertained before. So, you know, how is it possible? Well, we could sell our houses. Like, duh, that it's, you know, we're not, we're not married to them. We can leave. 
And so that was a aha. And well, you know, we'll, we, we can't afford a house. Okay, well, we'll live in a condo because we don't necessarily need all that space. And what about work? Well, we've actually saved up a, a good chunk of money. We also, you know, money's not everything. A lot of it is joy. And so we can probably live on a slightly lesser scale. And my husband loves his job. Well, he did some research and there was jobs that would actually fly him from Vancouver and back to his work site. Oh, so there was so, every time there was like a solution or a, a way of going around what you thought was an absolute block. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as we opened up to the possibility, possibilities opened up to us. I love that. It's really something I, I love to do with people as well is trying to open up their view because quite often when you feel you're stuck, you you just see that much, don't you? So yeah. I imagine that's what you do with your clients as well. You make sure that it goes like this. And I've seen something in your about page and I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. You actually have a criminology diploma. <laughs> yes. And I thought that is brilliant because I always say, oh, let's play Sherlock. I like to, you know, get clues, but you actually can play Sherlock for real. So... <laughs> Yeah, so criminology was um, really about the psychology piece, the sociology, and then of course some law in there too. I, that's a part of where I learned what some of those, how mindset works and how powerful our brains are and yet also how limiting they can be sometimes. And also the impact that society has on how, how we grow up, how we believe, what we believe is possible, what we even aim to try and achieve in our lives. And so uh, all of that, you know, it's funny, I, I did it wanting to be a lawyer and I'm certainly not one today, but all of that education helps me in my life and helps me help my client too. Yeah. And I can imagine that gives you like a really specific angle when, you know, advantage when you work with people, because I do believe everything you do in life before a career kind of nourish you and give you a specific angle and specific way of thinking problems. That's something I have to say I was not expecting. Yeah, <laughs> <you know>, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but it's true. And it's funny because when you read criminology, you imagine someone a bit dry and a bit, you know, severe, and you're really not like that. So <laughs> that's full. I've, it's written on your website. I was, you know, playing Sherlock and looking as I like to do always. <laughs> And I'm not a stalker, I promise, promise. I'm just you know, I know, I love it, I love it. It's out there to be seen, it's out there to be shared. It's great. And yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh my god, the word is so perfect for you because that's really the feeling when when you meet Lisa, uh, she's as she said in, on her website, an extrovert, but in the warmest sense of the word, and this will really perfect so oh, thank you, Pascal. That means so much. I really appreciate that. But, but it's true. Before my next question, I've got a ritual on the podcast. I would love to invite you to take a deep breath with me because I love to invite my listeners, my mighty ones, to take a pause in that mad, mad world. So let's do it together if you're happy with. Beautiful, yeah. Do this. I do like... Slowing down regularly. <laughs> Amazing. And I know you've got your own little ritual, the 7 p.m. reminder. Can you tell us about <laughs> I do, I do. Wow, you really are Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my little rituals that I do, I have a reminder in my phone every day at 7 o'clock. It's my daily gratitude. 
And no matter what I'm doing, I take a moment and list at least five to 10 things that I'm grateful for that day. And sometimes it's, re, you know, really big things. It's, uh, you know, we've had guests come to visit and I'm really grateful for that or new clients or uh, sunshine in Vancouver. That's pretty rare. We got to really be grateful for that. <laughs> uh, and other days it's something really small. Like I'm grateful that I woke up today and I'm grateful that I have fresh air to breathe and I'm grateful that I have clean water and a safe home. And it's, I've been doing it now for about three years and I just find that I am much more present and, and throughout the day, you know, I find ways to also, um, like contribute to that, right? Like throughout the day, it's like, okay, mental note, like I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. And it just makes joy the whole day joyful. Yeah. I think someone said that you can't have anger and sadness if you are grateful. It's like the one feeling that helps chasing far away all those negative feelings and uh, I love that you use the technology you know it's good to have a reminder because it's hard like it's really like taking your habits you can't do it just like deciding it quite often you need to have that tiny little yeah. a, a reminder there needs to be a cue absolutely I don't know if you've read the book the power of habit but it talks about how habits are formed and then you know there's the, the cue which for me is my my phone reminder and now I don't even really need it so much anymore but I it's it's a part of me so yeah. it makes it easier. But I know uh, one of my close girlfriends, she, she does it every night with her partner and they just say what they're grateful for and they help hold each other accountable. So there's lots of ways to oh, make it work for you. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Yeah. I hope mighty ones, you're going to follow Lisa on that and put a new gratitude habit. And if you need help getting your life, opening up the horizon of your life do check her out i'm gonna put all the links in the show notes and to your instagram as well because it's really lovely and motivating inspiring to read your quotes and your message so i really hope everybody's gonna check out your page thank you i appreciate that yeah and i love connecting with people i love hearing what what helps and uh that's really the best feeling and um, sometimes the online world can be lonely. And so I love when people connect and share comments. It's the best. So thanks, Pascal. I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you. It's always lovely to have really positive and inspiring people on the podcast. So, you know, making the day. <laughs> That's going to be one of my gratitude for tonight. <laughs> oh, my, mine as well. There we go. Thank you so uh, much for having me. Really grateful Lisa came on the show. I have to confess, I've been giggling again listening to this while I was editing it. It's always a good sign. So I hope you are going to get to know her on her Instagram and you can download a specific guide she prepped for you, my mighty ones. So the link is in the show notes. Please have a look. It's really worth it. And I'm going to wish you a fantastic week. And if you haven't subscribed yet to my own mailing list, do so. Come on to therightbraingeek.com where I help you with tech and business. So come and geek with me. Subscribe to the newsletter. You won't regret it. Have a fantastic week, mighty one. And I'll see you next Sunday for another episode.